This is a production of the Z Talk Radio Network. The views expressed and opinions given by the individual hosts and their guests do not necessarily reflect those of Z Talk Radio, its affiliates, or sponsors. Wow. It's dark. Well, let's have some light on the subject. Put on your critical thinking caps and please refrain from hugging. It's time for Dimland Radio with your host, Jim Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Hello and welcome to Dimland Radio here on the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Remember, I'm not really a doctor. I just play doctor online. And I'm going to start the show with, uh, with a kind of a cool thing. I mean, it's a personally, it's a cool thing for me. It's, it's a great thing. Uh, it's kind of small, but, you know, small things can be cool, can be great. Uh, as you know, if you've been listening to my show for the last so several years, 10 years, um, you know that I work for a janitorial service and in both the capacity of being the office manager during the day, five days a week for 40 hours a week, but I also work a couple nights a week where I clean uh, a couple buildings. And I do this one building every Tuesday and Friday night. And I've done that building for, well, I started doing it just a couple months after uh, Hayden was born, my son, Hayden. And he's about to turn 17. August 1st, he'll be 17 years old. Jeez. Oh, astrologers, uh, put those charts away. Anyway, so he's, uh, well, he's coming up on 17, so that means I'm coming up on 17 years having cleaned this building. Jeez, where does the time go? All right, well... Uh, I went in last Tuesday, and I, I walk in, and I'm heading down the hall to my janitor closet, and there's a table that they have set up along the wall in that hallway, and on that table is a long, narrow box filled with fluorescent light bulbs. And I, I walk by, and I take a look, and I say, hmm, fluorescent light bulbs. And then I look a little closer. Oh, no, no, these aren't fluorescent light bulbs. They're LED light bulbs. Sure, they're the long tubes that you see in office buildings and banks and such. You generally see there. You don't see them in houses as much. Maybe out in the garage, maybe in the basement, but not so much lighting for the, the living area. But um, there was, they were LED, long tube lights. And so I saw that and went, interesting. And I looked up. And just on the ceiling above the door for, to my janitor closet, just there is a light fixture that has not worked for years. And I look up and I see it's working. And not only that, but uh, you know, it's just, they got three long bulbs in, in that light fixture. Uh, so not only is that one working, I look down the hall, and all the light fixtures, uh, of course, are working. But um, they're all giving off the same brightness and color of, of light. And uh, so uh, we got um, 
it, it's, it's a cool, bright, white light, and it's uniform. And I look down the hall, and I look at, I look the other way into this little kitchen that's right there, right there. I look in, see the same thing. Beyond there is an is another office section, and I see the same kind of light coming from the light fixtures. And I'm looking, and I'm thinking, they've changed all the light fixtures. And one of the employees that works there, a fellow that I've gotten to know over the years because he works late a lot. And so I get to know him, and he comes by, and I said, Joe, that's his name, did you guys change out the light fixtures? And he said, well, the landlord did last weekend, changed all of them, not just the ones out in the halls and the, uh, in the offices and that, but in the bathrooms, or the restrooms, he's, they changed those out. And the restrooms had the old screw-in kind uh, of light bulb. Uh, well, they, they've been changed. And then outside the building, uh, they've changed light bulbs, and uh, for that's the light bulbs that are on the building, and then along the parking lot, those have all been changed out. So all the light bulbs have been changed. And I looked at it and I said, that's great! And there's a reason why that's great. And it is, it's of, of, uh, of all the buildings that we have, which is a steadily dwindling number, it's just a matter of time, kids. It's just a matter of time. Anyway, uh, of all the buildings that we do, this is the only one in which the cleaner and that's me, changes the light bulbs when they go out. I remember yep, almost 17 years ago being shown the building by our, our head supervisor at the time. Uh, I had already worked for, for the company for, I don't know, at least 13 years or so. And so he, he's, he's, so he didn't have to train me how to clean, but he did have to show me the building and this is what gets done. Here's where the dumpster is. This is where the janitor closet is. Here's where you get your mop water. Here's the restrooms, what they look like, and this is what they expect. And I swear to you, he told me that I had to change light bulbs when they went out. Because that's what I was doing, in it, and, and I did that. And I mentioned it, I don't know, a couple years after having the building or something, and the head supervisor was still with the company, and I mentioned something about changing light bulbs, and he says, well, why do you do that? And I said, well, you told me to change the light bulbs. He said, I never told you to change the light bulbs. Well, I guess memory's not videotaped, but I swear to you, he told me to change the light bulbs. I mean, I doubt I would have done it on my own. It's possible one of the tenants approached me and said, could you do it? And I couldn't say no or something. I, you know, but okay, so I continued to do it, even though technically, according to that supervisor, I wasn't supposed to do it. And the boss would say, yeah, you shouldn't be doing that because I, he'd really prefer we not be getting up on ladders and doing stuff like that. You know, insurance, yeah. And I, but, but, you know, I've been doing it. He says, well, it's up to you if you want to keep doing it. So I just keep doing it. All right, so now I see all these light bulbs are all uniform. That means I don't have to change the light bulbs. And since, because they're LED, which means they're going to last a long time. Now, regular fluorescent bulbs can last quite a bit. But these things are going to last a long time. So it's possible I might not have to change another light bulb in there for, uh, for I don't know, for years which would be great. I mean, assuming I'm going to still be in that building for years. Remember, ever-dwindling number of buildings that we clean. It's only a matter of time, kids. So it's great. It's a great thing. It's a cool thing. Yes, it's a small thing. It's a pers great for uh, personal reasons why it's great. But there is just a slight drawback. And it's a temporary drawback. It's one that, that uh, will, will be taken care of. Uh, but it's, it is due to the fact that there are new lights put in, new light fixtures put in. 
And it's the uh, the fact that when the electricians come in and do such work, they the the little wire the the, the little uh, um, uh, plastic coating on the wires, you know, the little plastic casing on the wires, they get stripped off the little bits. They have a little tool that will cut it and pull, so they expose the wires. So they can twist them in and tie them up and all that kind of stuff. That those little bits of plastic casings are left wherever they fall so the electricians don't clean them up they just they take they strip the wires so that they can get it you know get get at it and wherever that little uh, quarter inch to half inch bit of uh, plastic casing for the wire drop wherever it falls that's where it lays and they don't care and you can't exactly vacuum those up they don't vacuum up so i have to physically pick them up when I see them, and they're all over the building, they're all around. So, yeah, but like I said, it's a temporary thing because as I clean the building, I'll pick them up and throw them away. Uh, I cleaned again tonight. It's a Friday night as I record this, so I, I cleaned again tonight, and I caught a bunch more that I didn't that I missed before because they, they're sometimes they're not easy to see. They're red, blue, black, white. You know, they're different colors, gray. There's just different colors for all these things. So, um, uh, but I picked up, a, I must have picked up about a hundred of them that, that Tuesday night. Tonight I must have picked up, uh, I don't know, a, a dozen or two. And anyway, so Tuesday when I went through the building and I got to the office of the fellow that works late, you know, remember him, his name's Joe. When I got to his office, I, I went, I, I quick dash in, grab his trash, throw it away, and then I stand outside his office and I'll talk to him. Because, you know, social distancing. But I've always done that. I've never just stood in his office, stood on top of the guy. I, just, I always stand outside the office and talk to him if he's there. And so anyway, I said, you know, it is still a great thing that all the light fixture cha uh, fixtures are changed. But there is one thing that's a little drawback to it. And he said to me, the little plastic bits left behind by the electricians <laughs> on the floors. And I said, yes, exactly. He says, I know. He says, I've been picking them up for the last day and a half. So really seriously, and he said, "Yeah, I picked up like 50 of them." And I said, "Well, I appreciate that because you know most tenants will just let the stuff lay and let the let the janitor deal with it. Well, it's kind of nice when a tenant will do a little something to help make my job a little bit easier. Uh, I like that. So, so yeah, yeah, new lights. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, again, on the uh, on the domestic front sort of thing uh, it, it, at home. Um, uh, not not uh, some months ago, my wife and I started noticing something about our kitchen sink. Uh, it's got the little faucet on there, and the faucet is one of those. Uh, it's the it's just the single handle to the faucet. You know, turn it one way, it's hot; the other way, it's cold. And you know. and, uh, and it's a double sink that we have there, so the the spigot of the faucet can can pivot between the two sinks. And we've had that. You know, it's been there since we moved into the house, and. Um, uh, I said, you know, the, the other, you know, and this was some, like I said, a couple months ago or so. I said to her, I said, have you, have you noticed that it's a little harder to lift that handle on the sink? And she said, yes, I have. I have noticed that. That is more difficult. I said, I know. It's kind of weird, huh? And then she said, have you noticed that once sometimes water leaks from the handle? On, on there, have you noticed that? And I said, 
I have noticed that. Amazing. Boy, we sound like we live in an infomercial, don't we? Anyway, so we both noticed that there's these things going on with the sink, oh, with the faucet. And uh, I said, you know, maybe we should take some of that stimulus money and get ourselves a new faucet. Well, the it doesn't always leak. Uh, and it's so that's a little bit intermittent. And sometimes it's not as hard to open the faucet as, it, as, as other times. But so a little time goes by. And we and finally I, I make my way down to the, the Home Depot and uh, I get us uh, a new faucet. And it's one of those four hole faucets, meaning there's one. We wanted, because I said to my wife, I said, you know what I really like? I'd really like one of those faucets that has a handle for hot and a handle for cold. And she says, I too would like one of those. It's amazing how we think alike. I said, yeah, we should be married. She said, you know what? We are. Again, it's, we, we dip into that infomercial stuff. I, I don't know what, what's wrong with us. Well, it's, so it's got so I just instead of going with the single handle thing, let's go with the two handles. And so you got you know so there's three holes for the for the faucet fixture, you know for the two handles and for the faucet itself. And then there's another hole for the little extendable hose sprayer thing. So you know that's the kind we had to get. Otherwise, uh, uh, we would have had to get a little cap to to uh, cap off the hole where the the hose sprayer. So anyways, so I pick one up. And the way the fashion is today for kitchen sinks is to have the spigot of the faucet be more like a, uh, instead of like what we used to have, which is sort of like this 45 degree angle, pretty much straight angle shot that comes up out from the, from the base with the, you know, with the, with the little water coming out the top, you know, you know what, I mean, what it looks like. Uh, instead of that now, they, they, you can still get that type, but now it seems like it's there. It's more popular to have this sort of the shepherd's hook kind of faucet uh, spigot thing, because it and that goes up much higher. So you get a little more clearance underneath. So if you have a big pot that you're filling up with water, it's, you got more clearance to get under. And and I like that kind. So that's what I went with. And so last weekend, I think it was last weekend, Sunday, decided okay. I'm going to put that sucker in there. And I did talk about with Amy about maybe, you know, her helping me out. But when it rolled around for the time to put it in, um, it's in the morning. My son was out hanging with uh, with a friend. And I know in the age of COVID, we get a little nervous about it. But they say they wear masks when they're when they go into stores and, and, and that. And, and they try and they stay out. They're outside hanging out. So it's still a little worried, a little worried. But I, I, you know, I hate to just keep them holed up in the house. You know, it's, it's just I, I know. I'll be talking more COVID stuff later. Sorry, but I will be. Anyway, so um, so he was gone, and Amy was sleeping like an angel, so I couldn't disturb her. Uh, so I decide I'll just do it on my own. Now, before I even started putting it together, I told my dad that I was going to put in a new faucet into the kitchen. He says, "Oh, stop by the house. I have a tool for you to use." That'll help it make it easier. And what the tool is, it's a, it's a, like a, like a, it's like a, it's like a wrench on a long handle that's extendable, that you, so that you can reach up under the sink, and be able to twist this thing. You know, you can just hook it on underneath the sink. And it came in very handy when detaching the old hose sprayer, because I had to 
get that tool hooked up underneath on the, the, the little lock nut that holds it on. I had to get it, hold it in place so I could unscrew from the top, unscrew the uh, the, the hose attachment because I, I if I turned it underneath the sink, it would just turn and turn and turn at some point. So I had to hold it in place underneath with the tool and then reach over the top. And boy, that was fun. And that's where I could have used a second pair of hands. But otherwise, everything else uh, I can handle on my own just fine. And it went in. I got it in, got everything set up, and I turned the water on underneath the sink, and then I open up the, the faucets, and nothing happens. <laughs> I'm like, well, why isn't there any... What? Well, it turns out you have to wait a little bit. Apparently, it takes a little time for the water pressure to build up and start pushing the water through. And it did, and it works. Uh, the hose sprayer doesn't quite have the pressure that I would like it to have, not like the old one had. And I, I might uh, call the 800 number and just say, is there, you know, I think I have it hooked up right, but you know, maybe there's something I can do to get it to have more pressure. Anyway, um, so went in, it worked, it's great. It was in, it was done, and that's when the problems began. <laughs> uh, all the drains, pipes under there, all these drain pipes, there's at least half a dozen connections under there that you have to tighten up and all that. Well, in my in the process of getting in and out from under the sink, I knocked the, I must have bumped into it enough to just loosen it so it's dripping. I went, oh, for cripe's sake. So uh, another, it took me about as much time to deal with tightening up all those all those uh, 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 joints or underneath the sink, getting all the pipes in set right and tightened. Uh, it took me about as much time to do that as it took me to take the old faucet off of there. So that had that time added on. But And it was it was a pain in the ass. In fact, in, about in the middle of it, it seemed to be dripping even worse. And I thought, I'm not going to have to hire a plumber to come in here and do this. And I said, nope, nope, I'm going to keep doing it. So I had, I'd, I'd have a little hammer and I'd be tapping at the, at the, at the fasteners to get them to tighten. And I, I, I got it. I got it all tightened up. No drips. New faucet. And I did skin a knuckle. I told my dad about it. He said, welcome to the world of plumbing. So that's, that's kind of a cool thing there too. Uh, got that set up, got it going, and uh, uh, and it, it looks nice. It's cool. Uh, I'm going to take my first break, and I'll be back. Another little bit of uh, uh, domestic fun uh, story for you when I come back. Uh, you're listening to Dimland Radio on the ZTalk Radio Network. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dimfit Simmons. I'll return after these messages. Radio.com. 
Do you believe in ghosts? Do you think Bigfoot is real? Do you suspect that your neighbor is really Valtor, leader of the lizard people of Bendar 3? Well, Dr. Dim doesn't, and he'll tell you why when you tune in to Dimland Radio Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern on Talk Radio Network. It's an hour of science promotion, pop culture rants, personal observation, and of course, skepticism. Join Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons, Saturday nights, 11 Central, midnight Eastern, for Dimland Radio on Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio's Red-Headed Stepchild. It's Dr. Dim on Dimland Radio on the Z-Talk Radio Network. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio, the number one choice for music, sports, news, and talk radio. So keep that dial locked to ztalkradio.com. To Dimland Radio here in the ZTalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. Uh, I am your host, Jim Dr. Dimfit Simmons. Uh, uh, another, well, okay, this is kind of a cool thing. It's also a very gross thing and and yucky <laughs> thing. Remember last week I talked about the dead mouse that was in the uh, comic book store at which I do some work? Uh, well, this past Wednesday was our garbage pickup day. We have our garbage picked up every two weeks. And it's just an option we went for, save a few bucks each month. And um, in the week leading up to the, the last pickup, whenever I'd bring some trash out or you know, whatever, bring it out to the trash can, I'd open that thing up, throw the trash in, and I would it just smell would come out of that trash can that was just ooh. and as I think back on it, it 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 was similar to the smell of that dead mouse. And I um you know, I've just remarked to myself, well, geez, did something die in there? And I closed the lid to the bin and then I just, you know, forget about it and go back to my life. And uh and then the next time I'd come out and throw some trash in there, I'd say the same thing to myself, gee whiz, did something die in here? <laughs> and I just keep kind of forgetting about how stinky it was. Well, trash day rolls around on Wednesday. Uh, I put the garbage can out on the curb the night before. Wednesday morning, I noticed that there was some trash that needed, you know, a small bag of trash that I should have gotten out and decided, well, not wait until the next pickup day, just get it out now. So I did, and I bring it out Wednesday, and I go, I go to the trash can, and I open the lid, and I just drop the bag in there, and on the underside of the lid... I noticed there were all these little pieces of yellowish white bits of rice. And it just all over the inside of the, uh, you know, and it's the it, bits of rice that hasn't been steamed yet. You know, the kind of rice that you get in, in the bag when you, when, you, when you get rice. Little bits of it. And then I looked into the barrel, and on the walls on the inside of the trash barrel slash bin, whatever you want to call it, a whole bunch more of these 
little off, you know, yellow, whitish bits of rice clinging to the walls of the inside of the trash bin. Well, you know what they were. You know where I'm headed. They weren't rice. <laughs> they were maggots. Now, I did take some pictures. I'll put it up on the show notes uh, at dimland.com. You can take a look at it. Just go to dimland.com, click on the show notes option. You'll get to this week's show notes. And uh, and you can scroll through and go through previous week's show notes, too, if you just want to see what I've been talking about all these all these shows. And there, you'll see the picture. And it was, oh, that's, you know, yes, something did die in here. You know what happens, you know, when some something dies outside where flies can get to it. Flies will get on it and crawl around and do what they do, you know, grab some food off of it or whatever, eat it a little bit, and they'll they'll lay some eggs in there. And then the eggs will come out as maggots. I think that's the process. And then the maggots will will begin to eat the dead thing. And, you know, it's the circle of life kind of thing. So obviously some dead animal was in our trash can. Ew, but kind of cool. Because, well, you know, it's the circle of life. It's how things go. I uh, told my dad about it later that day, and he said, oh, did they pick up the trash yet? And I said, well, I don't know, but I'll find out when I get home. I was assume they did. He says, well, you be sure to clean, hose that out. Don't just, you know, don't just hose, be sure to hose it out. And I said, oh, I will. So when I got home from work that night, I, I look in the trash can, and down at the bottom, in one of the corners, uh, where the maggots all gathered together doing the thing that really disturbs people about maggots. They're all piled up on each other and they're wriggling and writhing and just moving around. And in fact, there was a little bit of cat poop in the middle of this wriggling scrum of, of maggots. Uh, and it just was, <laughs> you know, the little cat poops moving around and they're, uh, you know. So I tipped over the trash thing and on the grass, just kind of banged it, you know, just to get them all out there. And I hosed it out and put it back. And that's when my wife, when I went back in the house, said, well, it's all cleaned out. She said, you know, remember before you put in the new faucet, the trash that we keep under the sink in the kitchen, which we just keep in a, in a paper garbage bag, we, oh, not garbage bag, a paper grocery bag, we keep our garbage in that. Says, remember how that, how bad that got to smell? You think something was dead in there then? Cause yeah, it it, it was, it was really stinking under the night. And the, the bag, I, I looked under it. Oh, geez, I gotta get this trash out of here. What bag wasn't even full up yet? I took it out and, and I said, oh man, we've had mice show up in this house before. It's been a long time, and we have a cat. If you would think, would think if there were some mice walking around around here, the cat would get after them and leave dead mice at our bedroom door or something. Here, hey, see, look what I did. Uh, you know, earn your keep, cat. Earn your keep if you're getting mice in the house. I don't know. But uh, we don't know exactly what died. We just know it sure as hell smelled. And that's, it's, it, even though it's gross, it's still kind of cool. <laughs> kind of? Stretching it, maybe? Okay, I've got a good thing that has happened, and it's, but it's also kind of not. Uh, last week I mentioned that uh, the Minnesota governor, Tim Waltz, had not uh, mandated masks to be worn throughout the state. He hadn't done it yet. Uh, he had set a threshold, as I understand the story, he set a threshold of 5% infection rate in Minnesota. If it hit that, 
he would enact the uh, mandated mask uh, ruling. He would put that. He would put that through. Well, must have hit the five percent because uh, midweek, or he announced that we are to you know, Minnesotans are to mask up when you go into any store, uh, public transportation, any you know any any place where you can't socially distance. Uh, that's 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 where the public will gather. Uh, you are to mask up. And outdoors, if there's going to be uh, an area where you can't distance from others, you should be wearing a mask. He's mandated it throughout the state. It's a good thing that he finally did it. Uh, and I have a uh, not. I hopefully I won't be stealing my friend's thunder too much. But I'm going to tell you, he's already got this locked and loaded in his chamber. He's ready to go. He told me about this the other day. He said if anybody, one of the anti-mask types, uh, should say to him that you know something like it's so stupid that the that the mayor mandated mask wearing, and uh, so my friend's got it locked. He's got it chambered. He's he's ready to ready to pull the trigger. He's gonna say, yeah, it's really stupid that he had to mandate it. That people didn't just do it on their own. You know, if the anti-mask fo- person won't will be like will be a little flummoxed. Oh, you think masks are a good idea? Yeah, yeah, we think masks are a good idea. We know there was contradictory stuff at the beginning of the pandemic that uh, and the, the World Health Organization was saying, well, if you're dealing with somebody who's in, got an infection, you should wear a mask. But otherwise, you're, you're okay. And the CDC was not so pushing for masks right away. We know there was some contradictions at the beginning, but they learned more about the, the virus. They learned more about how it, it, it spreads. This is what science does. You can get some conflict, but that's because science learns more about something and realizes, oh, that earlier information that we had isn't completely accurate. We've learned more. That's better. And now we say this is the better way to do things. And so let's see. If we all start wearing masks in Minnesota and people you know, are mandated to do it, let's see what happens in a couple of weeks if the rates start to go down. And, you know, will there be a correlation? Will the mayor, uh, will the governor, be able to say, "See, look, the rates are going down. Our infection rate was at five percent. That's when I put it in, and now it's at two percent or something. I don't know. Let's. I hope that's what happens. I really do, <laughs> because that would be good. And for the anti-mask types, some of you know, it's all the my rights, my rights, my rights are more important than your rights. That's their that's their stance. You know, the rugged individualism, nobody's going to tell me what to do, except they are told what to do all the damn time, and they comply. It's just, for some reason, with the mask thing, it's just, they got to they gotta fight back on that. If, for any chance, by any chance, uh, you might think that the, the requiring people to wear masks would be considered unconstitutional, I would uh, direct you to, to get a hold of your pocket constitution, you all have your pocket constitutions. You do have them. You have it nearby. Well, I've got mine in my hand right here. It's a constitution to the United for the United States of America. That constitution. That's the one I mean. Uh, I like you. To, I like to direct your attention to the preamble. The preamble of the uh, constitution uh, is the is is a it's a paragraph that is explaining why the United States is adopting this constitution. It gives some reasons, just some general overall reasons why there is a constitution for this country. 
Okay, I'm going to read it to you, and uh, I want you to keep your ears open for a particular phrase. I'll I'll get back to it when I get to the phrase. Oh, after I read the, just listen tight. Can you listen tight? All right. Uh, <clears throat> listen closely. That's what I meant to say. Uh, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, pro uh, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. And you're welcome that I didn't sing it, because, you know, the schoolhouse rock, you know, if you're, if you're my age, you know there's a song that goes along with that. There's a tune for that that uh, the Schoolhouse Rock people came up with. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to read this one little part again that should, uh, I think, in my opinion, and I'm not a constitutional scholar, but it seems to work for me, uh, promote the general welfare. I think that requiring people to wear masks when they are in public, when they are in stores, when they're on public transportation, when they're outside in, area, in, in, in some way where they cannot socially distance from, from others, that they should wear a mask and uh, in a uh, public health crisis. We are in that right now. We are in a public health crisis. And so government requiring us to wear masks, I think, it's my opinion, that that promotes the general welfare. I think it's constitutional to ask it. So if somebody doesn't think so, just say, hey, we're the Constitution, one of its reasons is to promote the general wealth, welfare. And doing masks in a public health crisis is doing that. There you go. <laughs> okay. Um, well, now it's time for the... Uh, the um, Facebook follies. <laughs> I tell you, you know, I, I don't... I, I haven't been doing much on Facebook lately because it just gets... Uh, it gets so... It gets really frustrating. And uh, a friend of mine told me how that, uh, you know, it's possible that you can snooze people on Facebook for 30 days. That means you don't see their posts. But that doesn't mean that they can't... Those people can't still send you a message, a private message, or that they can't post something on your page, apparently, because <laughs> one of the people I've snoozed has done both of those things. <sighs> so anyway, but the first thing I wanted to address, as long as I'm talking about masks and the governor and Minnesota and the requirement of the that's coming into effect on uh, July 25th, which is actually the date of this show. I'm recording it on the 24th, but everything kind of falls into place on the 25th. Um, I talked about this person last week, a uh, Facebook friend that I know personally. I know this person, I know this fellow personally. He's uh, He's got diabetes, he's got uh, asthma, and he spent two or three days in the hospital last winter with the flu, and he has somehow managed to convince himself that he should be a one-man anti-mask league on Facebook, and he's constantly posting stuff about not wearing masks and, and all that. And I just tell him, just wear a mask. Just wear a mask over and over and over. Well, he posted this uh, picture of the governor and a group of other um, legislative officials or government officials uh, gathering in uh, Henderson, 
Minnesota, which is a little bit southwest of the Twin Cities. It's, uh, it's along the Mississippi River. Uh, no, not the Mississippi River, the Minnesota River, uh, which is a cool river. It goes south for a while, and then it turns and goes north. It's, it's a neat little, it's a neat river. Anyway, so it's, it's, so it's just a little bit south, uh, southwest of the Twin Cities along the Mississippi, uh, Minnesota River. I keep wanting to say Mississippi, because that's our big river, and, yeah. and it starts with an M. Uh, the picture is of a group, uh, uh, this group of people. There's n 10 people in the group. The governor is one of them. He is fourth from the left. Uh, go to the show notes page. You'll see the picture. And they're all wearing the um, construction safety vests. Those are those bright yellow with orange striped vests that you see the road construction guys wearing. They're all wearing those. And they're gathered shoulder to shoulder. Uh, yeah, the, the Henderson sign can be seen behind them. And, and they are all smiling for the camera. And, you, and none of them are wearing masks. And it says at the top, it says, uh, are we still pretending COVID is a deadly virus? And then it says, uh, Governor Tim Waltz, Henderson, Minnesota, 7-16-2020. So it gives, gives some information there. And at the bottom it says, no masks, no social distancing. This is sort of a, oh, look at these hypocrites. They're not wearing masks. They're not social distancing. But they want us to do it. They're going to force us to do it to our, you know, just so that we can't get other people sick. You know, that's why I live. That's my, my goal in life is to make as many other people sick as I possibly can. And it's my right as an American. Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm straw manning. I know. Uh, but it seems like that's their attitude. Uh, but before I get to more about that picture, I'm going to take my next break. You're listening to, to Dimland Radio on the Ztalk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim Doctor Jim Fitzsimmons. Sorry, I had a little hiccup there. Uh, I'll be back uh, in a you know in a minute or two. Be Hornswoggled. You're listening to Z Talk Radio Network. You don't say. Oh, what? You think you went off to college or something? On ztalkradio.com. That's the most amazing thing since Grandma survived the outhouse incident. Hi, this is Pete Townsend of The Who. I just want to say that the United States Air Force is a great place to be, a great place to learn a space-age skill and serve your country too. The aerospace team, that's where all the breakthroughs are. See your United States Air Force recruiter. Find out how you too can fly the skies, reach for the moon, and touch the stars in the United States Air Force. He's endlessly pushing the rock of reason up the hill of paranormal. It's Dr. Dim, and you're listening to Dimland Radio on Z-Talk Radio Network. We give those other guys the finger. You're listening to Z-Talk Radio Network.
welcome back to Dimland Radio here in the Z-Talk Radio Network at ztalkradio.com. I'm your host, Jim, Dr. Dim Fitzsimmons. Okay, so I've set the stage of this photograph. Uh, just to recap, it's a picture of ten people, including the governor of Minnesota, uh, all wearing road protection vests, you know, the high vis- visibility vests. Behind them is the uh, name of the town that they are in, Henderson, Minnesota. They're all shoulder to shoulder. None of them are wearing masks. And the the image is is given to us as a look at these hypocrites telling us to wear masks and to socially distance, but they're not doing it themselves. Uh, and uh, uh, just as a little pedantic moment here, uh, I'm not going to play the sounder, but just a little pedantic moment, when it asks the question, are we still pretending COVID is a deadly virus? Well, first of all, no, we're not pretending it is a deadly virus, except no, COVID's not the virus. COVID is the disease caused by the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So the SARS-CoV-2 virus is the deadly virus. COVID is the deadly disease. Okay? <laughs> this is a little bit of pedantry. But we know what they mean. So are we pretending that it's still dead, that it's still a deadly virus? No. We were never pretending it was, it was a deadly virus. It is a deadly virus. There's no pretending about it. But they, you know, they're trying to use this image as a, you know, the hypocrisy of do as we say, not as we do. But it gives me some information here. First thing I did was I looked at the picture. Take a look at that. When you get a chance, go to the show notes page. Take a look at that picture. The governor is the, is the fourth is fourth along from the left. Look at what he is holding in his hands. And how he is holding that item in his hands, he's got he's got his his arms out in front of him, you know, held close to his sides, you know, the, the, and but is they're up, and they're against his belly essentially, and between his hands he's holding a mask, and he's holding the mask by the ear loops, you know, as if he had just taken the mask off, and will be putting it right back on. See now the other people you can't see what they've got in their hands. Uh, some have their hands behind their backs or just down by the sides. One guy's got his hand in his pocket, but you know uh, here I'm making a little bit of an assumption that maybe they too, if they, obviously the governor's taken his mask off and is going to put it back on, maybe they too have taken their masks off because why? This is the second thing. This is a photo opportunity. It's a photo op, and it's just, all right, everybody, let's have you guys all stand together, take your masks off, we'll take a picture, and then put your mask back on, and then get away from each other. I mean, that's, you know, at this point, just looking at the photograph, that's an assumption I'm making. I'm thinking that, you know, they, they were wearing masks, they just took them off for the photograph. All right, and because he gives, you know, he gives uh, the, the person who made this image, not necessarily the person who shared this, because they give the, it's Governor Tim Waltz, Henderson, Minnesota, and the date, well, that gives me stuff I can search for on the Google. So all I did was, I put it, I Googled Tim Waltz, Henderson, Minnesota, hit the search click button thing, and up comes the first entry, and that is a, it's a link to a local TV news station, WCCO-TV, and their news report about this event. 
And what was going on here was the governor and other government officials, some legislators and that, went up or went down to Henderson to uh, uh, do a press conference down there in order to lobby the state legislature to pass funding so that uh, there's a three-mile stretch of road down there uh, coming out of Henderson that floods frequently throughout the year. And what the governor would like to do and these other people that are with him, and I think there was, you know, he, the governor's a Democrat, but I think there were a couple Republicans in there. So there's a little bipartisan thing going on here. What they would like to do is raise the road, and they need to get funding passed to do that. So this is what they're doing. So you've got a video report to watch at that at the at WCCO. So I watched the video report and what do I see? I see the governor approaching people who live in Henderson, standing distant from each other, all wearing masks. The governor's wearing a mask. He's walking up and he's fist bumping people. He's not shaking hands. He's doing fist bumps. He talks to a couple of boys who are wearing mask, masks, and one of the boys has his nose hanging out, so the governor should have been saying, young man, that mask isn't going to work if your nose is hanging out. So you got to get that nose in there. And then you see several other cuts with people going around. You see some of the people that are in this picture wearing masks. I saw a couple that weren't. Those might have been the Republicans. But still, I see a lot of masks being worn. And even the reporter, a woman named Esme Murphy, when she's talking to the camera, she's got a microphone there, she's talking to the camera, she's wearing a mask. And behind her, you see Governor uh, Waltz come walking over to someone else, and he's doing a forearm smash kind of thing. They're not shaking hands, they're just going to the forearm, bump each other's forearms. He's still wearing a mask. So, this picture is misleading. The text is making it misleading. It's making it sound like, oh, they don't, you know, really, they're not doing the distancing. Why would they so publicly not follow their own mandates if they want the rest of us to do it? Why would they? It's just, uh, it beggars the imagination. Um, and it's kind of like the, the, the time that uh, uh, Fearless Leader stared at the solar eclipse. Remember that? Remember oh, those, so, those, those innocent days so long ago when our, our president would stare at the solar eclipse, except only he wasn't staring at it. But you take a video feed, you take video footage, and you find the part where he glances up at the sun, which is what he did. He did it a couple of times. He glanced up like a second, not even a second, glances up at the sun, and you find that shot, that, that one frame, you put it up there and you say, look, he's staring at the sun. Well, no, he's not. He's glancing. You just caught him in the glance moment. You're not, he's not staring at the sun. It's, it's, it's misrepresenting what happened. It's lying. And that's what this thing is. It's misrepresenting what was going on there. It's lying. So I pointed that out to, to my Facebook friend. As I mentioned, there was somebody that I'd snoozed. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, they're back, um, you know, uh, putting stuff on my, uh, well, in, into a private chat. And this time, uh, it was a, a video clip. It's, remember a few weeks ago, I talked about this video uh, on YouTube. Some, some YouTuber thought that they had a gotcha moment about Act Blue 
and the Black Lives Matter uh, movement. Uh, Act Blue is a nonprofit organization that handles donations for uh, campaigns and charities and and uh, uh, organizations that tend to be liberal or Democrat or even progressive. You know, that's 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 what they do, right? And the Republicans have their own uh, nonprofit organization that does a similar thing, and that's called Win Red. All right. Now it makes sense. This is some of the stuff I talked about before with the gotcha moment uh, that this woman put up in this video. Uh, um, it, it, it makes sense that campaigns like you know like Joe Biden's campaign would figure it's cost effective to hire an outside uh, organization to handle donations rather than hire their own staff and have to get volunteer staff as well but there's still costs involved there and there's time and there's all this stuff when you've got you've got an organization that has all that infrastructure worked out has all that going you pay them a fee they the donations come to them and they distribute them to you less that m amount that they charge for their services it makes sense to do that saves time and it's it, and probably saves money so <clears throat> if that's and that's something that I explained to a, another friend who had shared uh, that particular that first YouTube video. Well, this one, this gal comes along. She, this this Facebook friend of mine, she says, sends me this one. It's another same thing essentially, but it's a guy that's uh, you know he's even more worried about this Act Blue because they show a list of, of charities that that uh, or organizations that use Act Blue like MoveOn.org. Well, that's George Soros, and George Soros worked with the Nazis. You know, I don't know if he worked with the Nazis or not, but you know, it's George Soros is the left wing's boogeyman. Uh, or no, uh, the white right wing's boogeyman. <laughs> George Soros is the right wing's boogeyman about all the evils of the left, and the the left wing's boogeyman, or uh, it's the Koch brothers. Well, you know, it's not just Koch brother because one of them died, but they were, you know, it was their boogeyman for all the bad stuff that goes on on the right. So it's just, yeah. That's that's what happens, and then he points out that uh, Planned Parenthood's on there, and Planned Parenthood wants to kill black babies, and it says, oh, you know, he just knew where this guy was coming from. And it's very conspiratorial, and it's very, you know, conservative in what he's saying, and he points out the word progressive on the on the Wikipedia page. It says that the that Act Blue uh, helps out progressive causes. Progressive? That's that's communist. You know, that's commies. You know, I don't like commies, but come on, <laughs> it's just. And I explained to her what I explained to my other friend who says it's just that's what it is. And it, I said if these people, if Back Blue was taking money for Blue uh, Black Lives Matter and giving it to someone else, well, that would be illegal, and it would, it would be stupid to announce that on their website that that's what they're doing. So the gotcha moment is just showing the Dunning Kruger effect. These people don't know enough about what they're what they're looking at. To know that they don't know enough about it, so they have high confidence that they know what they're talking about. It's a, it's a Dunning Kruger thing. So, and then she, you know, I, I, I tried to be gentle with her about it and just explain it to her. And then she says, "I can't believe that you, you know." And she just gets on me. I can't believe that, you know, you can ignore all this. You're too smart for that. And I just was like, "You're too smart for this kind of stuff too," you know. And. And I just, I just didn't have the energy, so I just said to her, "So look, we're not, you're not gonna, I'm not gonna change your worldview, and you're not gonna change mine." Now, I'll put this in parentheses. 
although you could if you give me good evidence. You give me good evidence, I can change my mind. But you know, sending me some YouTuber that thinks they've got something when it's just the Dunning-Kruger effect that they're showing, well, that's not going to move the needle for me. All right? But I didn't want to complicate things. I just told her that she wasn't going to change my worldview because she's not going to give me that kind of good evidence. She's going to, you know, it just doesn't seem likely. And I said to her, says, we just have to remember that we're both human beings that are more alike than we are different. And here's a picture of me at about age four with Casey Jones. And I put up a picture of me. Casey Jones was a local television personality for kids. Uh, he, had a, he had a kid's show in the afternoons where you play cartoons and little funny sketches for kids on one of the local TV stations. And I met him when I was like four. And there's a picture of me. And it's, it's, I think I've talked about it in the long past of the show, but it's, you know, it's there. I'll put it up on the show notes again so you can see it. I'm just cute as a button, and there's, there's Casey Jones there. And she liked that, but she still said, you know, I'm for law and order. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't change your mind. I can't stop her. I, you know, how much time? Okay, um, I'll make this last one quick. It's a again Facebook follies. Another friend, and this was the fellow that I, you know, it, it, the gal that I was just talking about. I went to high school with her. This other fellow, I went, I know him from back in junior high. And he was the one that sent me the Black Lives Matter done by this other YouTuber that thought that she found something gotcha-ish. But I explained to him that, no, that's not, that's not what's going on. And so he seemed to accept what I had to say about that. Uh, then he sent me something else, another video. And I said, oh, Christ, why do they send me this stuff? And it's just private chat he sends it. So I watch it. Okay, it's another person on YouTube that thinks they've found something. And it's this. Uh, the person says, just go to Google and put in any three-digit number with the words new cases. So whatever three-digit number you want to use and then new cases and then click search, you're going to find stories of you know, reports of COVID cases that match that number. Any three-digit number you use. Now, I did some math here. It took me a while to figure it out, but there are 900 three-digit numbers, starting at 100 and going to 999, including 100 and including 999. All those numbers, there's 900 of them. 900 numbers. And I did what she's. I started putting in three-digit numbers. I started with 666, Hail Satan, and yeah, there's a there's a you do get a hit where it says uh, on this you know, there's 666 new cases or you know the number shows up. And so I, 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 you know, I, and I started to explain this to my friend. I said, uh, it, this, this does fall into what's known as the law of large numbers. When I first learned about it, it was explained this way, and I've talked about this before on the show. Um, if somebody were to say that an event that happened on a particular day in the United States is something that would only happen, you know, a one in a million chance that that would happen on a particular day here in the United States, all right, well, if you can, if you, if the, if that ratio is correct, is exact, one in a million, and there's about 350 million people living in America, then on any given day, that one in a million thing could happen 350 times. I've also heard it further explained. You got seven billion people on this planet, give or take, and you know, at some point, 
you know, that the 7 billion people throughout the day are sleeping. You know, it's not all seven at the same time, but there's, you know, you know how it goes. Somebody, they're all sleeping at night and they're all having dreams. And there's going to be, each night, there's going to be a certain number of that 7 billion that will have a dream with a plane crashing in it. And plane crashes are pretty rare, but when one happens... You're going to have somebody that's going to remember that they had a dream about a plane crashing and they're going to think it's prognostication. Only thing, but it's just there's all those, with 7 billion people, the odds of someone having a dream about a plane crashing each night, not that one person having a dream each night, but each night someone in the world has, has had a, a dream about a plane crashing and the next night someone else had the dream or lots hundreds of somebody else's had the same dream or, or dream with a plane crashing it's just it's just when you get the numbers that big it's not that weird that something would happen the what are the odds well the odds aren't that bad so i started to explain to my friend i said okay let's just start with the united states how many states are there there are 50 how many counties are there in the United States? There's about 3,100 counties, more than 3,100 counties, but close to that. How many cities are here in the, in, in the, in the United States? With that, I didn't look up. But Okay, and when did they first start reporting COVID cases? Was it mid-March, somewhere around there? So it's been, what, four months, five and a half months, or four and a half months, something like that? You know, every day... Maybe not every county every day, but every state every day, you know, in that time has been reporting numbers. So if you've got all these cities and all these counties and all these states reporting cases, it may not happen every day that every one of them reports new cases, but they're all, you've got all these sources reporting new cases. The, the, the odds of 900 numbers in those, nine, in those, those new cases, uh, 900 numbers being represented become, you know, pretty good. You know, and, it's, and then, okay, so now you expand it to the world. Because Google is global, you expand it to the world. And now we've got cases going back to, what, December in China? Was it December where the first cases showed up? So you've got all those cities in China and counties or states or whatever they have there and there's all these states and counties and countries and cities throughout the world all reporting covid cases so now and we've had uh, you know earlier this week i checked the numbers and it was like we were up to about 15 million reported cases of covid throughout this throughout this uh, this pandemic 15 million in 15 million cases you don't think you're going to have a run? You're going to you're going to be able to find a representation of of 900 numbers. You click, you know, 666 new cases, and then you get you get a hit that says, "Oh, in Utah on June 1st, they reported that they had 666 new cases," or you put in 123, and it says, you know, you get a report from on December 30th. Uh, 2019, Hunan province uh, reported, you know, 123 new cases. It's just, they're all around the world. It's, of course you're going to get, I, I mean, yeah, it's not going to happen. And why did she just go with the three-digit numbers? Why not two-digit numbers? Because you get plenty of the hits with them too. Why not four-digit numbers? 
So I tried to explain this to my friend. And, you know, the law of large numbers and all that. And what did he say? <laughs> he said, well, we'll just have to agree to disagree. Good night, Adolfo. Good night, Frau Blucher. <sighs> I, I, uh, anyway, be skeptical and extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. Uh, you know, be patient, wash your hands, uh, stay indoors, uh, uh, wear a mask, stay safe, and sleep with the lights off. We'll talk to you next week. check out my show notes at dimland.com. Just click on the blog option and you can email your questions and comments to drdim at dimland.com. That's D-R-D-I-M at dimland.com. And the opening theme song, Ram, is by Theolius and is used with permission. Production of the Z Talk Radio Network. And now a message to our competitors. Thanks. Thanks for, for tuning us in. Bonjour, Monsieur Dim. You are too clever for us naughty people. What did you think of tonight's installment of Dimland Radio? Well, I'm going to hell. hell.